Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay and Tim and Lucas again. What's up, gentlemen? Another day. We, we uh, yeah. I mean, is is this basically the same day as is last Monday? Um, it's like Groundhog Day. Yep. Yeah, I think Part we still two. have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I just like to say for all of you listening, where most content creators smushed it all into one episode, we're kind enough to spread it over too to give you our full and detailed thoughts on on the changes. Oof. All right. Jay Shalansky, everybody. <laughs> All right. How about we just dive right into uh, housekeeping before we hit All our right. topics today? Housekeeping. All right. So for housekeeping, let's talk storm tide real quick. So uh, listen, I'm talking to you out there in podcast land, the guy or the gal who hasn't signed up for storm tide yet. And you're thinking to yourself, should I do this? And I say yes, because uh, in box four, which we're about to launch, uh, we're, we have monsters and structures. And so the game of, uh, of Legion and Stormtide is about to get cuckoo bananas. And I think you want to get in on this. And you know, right now, there's two ways you can do it. You can do a catch-up box, which you can buy boxes one through three and then start with four. Or if you just sign up for our regular monthly subscription, you'll start at box one and you can catch up in your own time one month at a time and we're actually doing a cool code uh you can get a, a discount on it right now if you sign up between now and thanksgiving using the coupon code turkey time all one word turkey time and uh yeah i get in get in on it now like the stuff that mike and i are working on um not only for the next three boxes to kind of wrap up the first two quarters but the things that are planned for the future are, are just going to be so much fun. And I think you guys are going to love it. And so, um, you know, get it, get in on it. You know, I mean, worst case is you, you, you sign up for one month and you can cancel at any time. So if you don't want to continue, that's fine. But I think if you at least sign up for one month, you guys are going to get kind of sucked in, um, to the narrative and the story and everything and the gameplays that, uh, Mike's created. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, so do that. Yeah, not to like plug our own chops here. I know that this is a competitive podcast, but there's a lot of competitive players here um, that uh, I d- were a little unsure about like narrative Legion play um, before Stormtide and uh, have really gotten into it since, you know, like, okay, I'll get a box, try it out. And um, for, for a lot of people, I think it's changed the game a little bit um, as far as like what their focus is. So uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, not to toot our own horn, but toot, toot. Toot, toot. I almost said a bad word, Mike, but I didn't want you to have to edit it out. So it's fine. Um, So yeah, we've also got a Patreon um, that, you know, if you are looking to support uh, the podcast or any of our Fifth Trooper blog writers in any way, you can always head on over to patreon.com slash the Fifth Trooper and support us there. 
Yeah. And with that, I, you know, we always talk about the blog writers and the podcast. I just, as a reminder, we also put out a number of tools for Legion as well. Uh, Legion HQ, the list builder, legionquickguide.com, which is, uh, I went to a tournament over the weekend. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but I went to a tournament and it was like legitimately super useful. And I basically just told everybody that was playing to load it up. And if they had any questions to just go to that first and to find it. Uh, so, so we had a great, you know, I think we have two great tools and that's because of our Patreon supporters. And I can tell you that we have a couple other tools that we're working on. Uh, they're taking a little bit longer than I'd like them to, but you know, we we're definitely working on them and, and that's all because of Patreon support. Right. And, and so if you want to support, all the great tools we have, these guys, all the great writers, um, you know, please just a couple bucks and you'll get a podcast, free podcast out of it too. So um, on the subject of Legion HQ, there's also a really cool tool built in that allows you to compare lists, old and new points values with a simple swap of a button. So you not salty empire players can see how much points you save and you super salty Republic players can uh, cry in agony. <laughs> <laughs> yep and i you know mike wants us to feel bad but i don't <laughs> it's empire's time baby empire's time um and uh tim uh where can we find you i will on of course i'm blog writer so on the uh fifth trooper blog the oh yeah article this week will actually be mine and i think it will be on trying to rebut some of the Republic is Dead uh, talk. We'll see how successful I am. Um, we will see. <laughs> an, an article <laughs> for everyone else as well as myself. Um, you can also find me on Twitch at Timbo8700, so Timbo8700, where I hopefully will be streaming some more Invader League games in the coming days and weeks. Sweet. Yeah, and I'm also on the blog um, under my name, and I will be putting up an article next week, most likely, and it'll be about uh, the new empire. So not rebutting salt, but embracing these changes and talking about all the amazing new things that we can do. <laughs> so I look forward to uh, not having to put a positive spin on empire anymore. Empire just innately has a positive spin in this day and age. Uh, and then also you can find me on Twitch as well at T-E-K-N-O-F-O-B-I-A. And real quick, um, this month on the 20th, we're having our skirmish tournament in SoCal. So if you're in the area, we'd love to see you there. It's called Kyber Combat. You can find it on the uh, SoCal Legion page as well as the Orange County and San Diego pages. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we are definitely going to talk today about the changes with the errata and the points to the separatists and the rebels the quote-unquote white save factions but first we're going to go to our competitive empire player with an update from are we, are this we weekend the, are we skipping the news oh geez i'm sorry i was so excited I, I about I had such a good lead-in mike I, I take so much time to write these things out you know mike you could have just you know let it go so mike is so jealous about this whole empire change that he couldn't just let that go and let it just move just go you know what we'll just do news all right. after all right, all right. <laughs> we'll just we'll just redo the bit and pretend that it didn't yeah. mess that up after okay. the news. How's that great sounds good all right let's, let's hit the news welcome to i don't in want the him. news i don't want him now kyle <laughs>
Well, I'm assuming Mike just superimposed the news drop over you saying that. So, um, likely, I likely did. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a new, a, a newish release date for Yoda and the Wookies in the United States, and that release date is March 31st, 2022. 2022 coming I, to a store I, near you. Hey, hey, Tim, I got a, I got a, a loony. Saying that when they uh, they'll launch it at Adepticon and they'll be on the wrong bases, <laughs> you want you want to take that? <laughs> I mean, can 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 confirm they're all on the correct bases already, as oh, oh, I already okay. have all that stuff. Yeah, but you don't have the American version. <laughs> so, so maybe a better question. I you know I think uh, there was a couple of listeners that were like, "Haha, Mike ordering stuff from Tim would be funny" in the comments a couple episodes ago. Um, I might actually do that. <laughs> um, particularly, I know I don't want to get into like in politics on on uh, what like TO should or should not be doing, but it sounds like LVO is going to allow Wookiees and stuff, um, f- like even if they're not out in the US. Um, so I kind of want to play Yoda and Wookiees at LVO, I think. So yeah, the. I, the wording I believe that's being floated around is North America releases. Yeah. So if it's store league or legal in Canada, US, or Mexico, hmm. uh, or the Central America, depending on how you count. But <laughs> so I'd like to bring up a sore topic here, but I'm gonna—I don't care. So we can pretty much uh, be certain now that with it moving to March, that this isn't a port issue. I would like to just point that out, that this isn't a, hey, we're waiting for it. It's circling the port at Long Beach. We don't know when it's going to get in issue. This is a something bad happened uh, or they reallocated units. As, you know, Tim's got a great theory on that. But like, I think uh, I think something happened and they screwed up is my guess. I, I don't think it's a shipping receiving issue anymore. I mean, we don't have any information really, so I think it's hard to say. Yeah. But it's just but based on it seems experience. unlikely yeah. that it would be stuck in the port for basically a year. Well, the fact that it's so far behind all of the other stuff that is in the same quote unquote wave. Yeah. Um, like four months behind potentially, uh when it was supposed to release before then, um, mm-hmm. I think is indicative of something happening specifically with you know the u.s yoda wookie allocation slash shipment whatever you want to call it um i mean it and t- you know i i don't want to step all over tim's theory but you know we were we were thinking about we were talking about this before and you know tim it, it, i think you were right like it could it may not even be that something's wrong it may be that they got them and they just realized they didn't have enough and then they were like oh we're not going to have more until like q2 we, we should probably just kind of hang on to these guys yeah, especially with the Wookiees, considering how hot everyone considers them to be. Yeah. I, I have a hard so I have a hard time believing that's the case. In that I feel like if they had any in any sort of like I don't know if I, like if they have a thousand of them, I still think that they go out to at least some stores in the U.S. It just it just seems fishy. You know, it seems like that we print. So it's printed, at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> maybe it seems Oops. like it seems like the like we printed the long wrong logo on a box, fishy. You know, sure. I don't know. I mean, maybe Wookies just can't swim. Maybe that's it's, the issue. 
they can do everything else but apparently not that um (laughs) no i mean it is pretty normal business practice like if if you have a lot of supply or i'm sorry a lot of demand to not do sort of like a fake release um you know just giving an example from not the miniatures game community but like when some of these uh, video cards a couple of years ago um got released they had so much demand that like on the release date you know maybe like two percent of the people that wanted one were able to get one and then they called it like a paper release because they're like well you know it's not a real release date because i can't even get one um so i could see that being a thing like even if they only have you know like you said a thousand for the us or whatever I could I could see them not doing the release date because you know lots of people have pre-orders with their local stores. People have pre-orders through the Asmodee site. How do you decide who gets what? Yeah. You know, do you send yeah. like one to each store? You know, do you send them to? So let me you know? let me let me go down a little bit down the the rabbit hole here. I don't know how many people out there are aware, but a few weeks ago, Asmodee was having a real problem with their website they switched over to like a new system, it seemed like, and they lost some pre-orders for a while, uh, for about two or three days. And so I am almost wondering if something's going on there too, that maybe they had so many pre-orders through Asmodee, like their normal system that they were like, we can't even, we can't even fulfill our own pre-orders, let alone like all the store and and other pre-orders as well. You know, it would be super screwed up is if like, during they had like pre-orders in an old system they swapped to a new system didn't realize they lost the pre-orders so when they went to actually like manufacture them they manufactured the wrong amount <sighs> uh like i don't know like that's that sort could, of what that this feels could be like. yeah uh, i don't that know. very well could be it, it it feels like there's a supply demand issue whether that was manufacturing yeah. or allocation issues or whatever it feels like there isn't enough and they've sent them to some places and not all I, yep I will say, like, I have a hard time envisioning them, like, forecasting this wrong. Like, it's pretty clear this is going to be, like, the biggest release that they probably have had outside of, like, the Clone Wars launch. So here's Um, what I bet I bet you what happened. So, So maybe it's a combination of all of it. Maybe the U.S. one was delayed, right, because of all our, you know, bringing in stuff. So all the other around the world got theirs on time. And they were going to wait to release. But then by the time the U.S. got theirs and the demand had built up so much that they decided just to hold it to to make sure they could get more, which the timeline seems about right for manufacturing for manufacturing. So the fact that it's moved back about three to four months, that that lines up with about how long it would take to manufacture quantity and then have them put on a boat and and shipped over because it's about 45 days sea journey roughly and then you know uh two months two to three months for shipping or i mean manufacturing so kind of makes sense uh a lot of this is lining up you know so oh well i guess we'll just survive they've been perennially like underestimating the demand for legion products basically since the game has existed um yeah that's fair so yeah. well and there's to there's a reason go ahead go ahead just to say to my understanding yeah it's beaten all their forecasts as far as how much it would grow and like with the pandemic um 
I don't know how many game companies are expecting like exponential growth, like Legion scene. Um, with the TTS community getting bigger, to understand it's selling better than ever. And right, we just came out of pandemic where you couldn't even really play. So that also could, you know, go into the expected less sense of the pandemic. Can't play in person as much. Yeah, so I'm going to be looking at some Canadian uh, websites uh, right soon here and, and order them, have them shipped in. Yeah. That's yeah, why I did with, that's why I with Jen. Pre-order. Like, I just, it's holding up a bunch of other stuff at this point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 401 Games, I think, is like their version of Miniature Market. Am I that's, right, Tim? As, as far as I understand it, the biggest Canadian okay. website. Yeah. 401 Games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this podcast paid for by 401 Games. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are some other ones you can use too, but I've heard of people basically just going to that site and ordering them directly from Canada and then shipping them to the U.S. without problem. So yep. I, I mean, all the local game stores also have websites online too. So if you can't find yeah. them anywhere else, just find a store with, an, with a uh, yeah. stock and send them an email and see if they'll ship to you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they, they probably will. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Now, for before we hit our main topic of errata and points, uh, we're going to go to our competitive Empire player who played in a tournament this weekend, uh, Jay Shalansky. Tell us about it. I just, I just, I just want to interrupt again before he does. You uh, <laughs> mess it up again. So just to be clear, 401 Games is sold out at Wookiees and Yoda. So ah, don't go. There. All right. Well, don't go there. All right. Never mind. Uh, podcast not paid for by 401 Games. Um, yep. Go to your the, browse the local stores, I guess. Okay, now Jay can give a spiel. It's fine. All right, Jay, competitive empire player, go. I don't even want to anymore. You know what? Mike's <laughs> actually ruined it for me. Uh, he's so jealous that uh, he lost and I won. Now that he can't even he can't even deal with it. So, yeah, no, I don't even want to tell anybody now. Woo! <laughs> Man, mission accomplished. All right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to our points in a rata section. Um, <laughs> no, Jay, please. Watch if I care. Burn this whole podcast. He's going to make us beg. He's going to make us all beg. Ne- next week, we're going to have all new hosts. <laughs> no, Mr. Competitive, please, please. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be me, Evan, in a paper bag. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had a tournament this weekend. The TO at the store was nice enough that he basically reached out to all the players. And even though uh, today we record on Monday, today was the legal date for all the the ratas and points changes. Um, He he asked all the players if they'd be okay with it being legal for Saturday. And he he did that like a week and a half in advance. Um, So everyone said yes and, you know, no one complained. So we got to play with the errata and the points changes uh and yeah it was awesome i i brought empire of course i i can give my list here and then i just walked through a couple of my games um i you know i'll say this real weird there was no vader at at the uh at the at, at the tournament um but there was other competitive lists just vader wasn't one of them and when i was talking to a couple people they kind of had the same feeling as I had where they, they, we all thought the same thing, which is, Oh, everyone's going to bring Vader. Right. So I'll, I'll bring something different. And then literally no one brought Vader. So it was, that was playing empire. So it was just, it was funny. 
Um, but yeah, so I brought a double ATST, double Dubac, triple SABS list. Um, so basically it was ATST with General Vice uh, with the twin light blaster, the mortar launcher and link targeting ray. ATST with the elite armor pilot, which is the surge to hit. Mortar launcher, twin light blaster, link targeting ray, three naked stormtroopers, two dobacks with tenacity and T21, and three strike teams with uh, the saboteurs. And uh, yeah, it was nasty. And so basically, I knew you know playing double heavy. It's it's basically you just put the heavies up front and just murder things that try to go uh, into the lanes that you you know that you're looking after. Um, and with the dobacks, it was nice to just have have a backup. So like my first game, I played. I think it was a eleven or twelve activation grievous triple stabs list um, that I that we you know I was red players, so I got to pick table side, which was huge for for the list. And then you know Kyle, you and I were kind of talking about this, but basically the list doesn't care what the deck is. It's just whole mission is murder. And so, you know, so basically I think it was intercept the transmissions, which if you do the math on that, there's a lot of droids and a lot of trooper units um, in a droid list like that, that could have take the transmission. Uh, but basically how the, the board was laid out was there is some uh, terrain that you couldn't just walk through that was blocking the middle of the board and the transmission was right behind there. And it was kind of towards my side. So basically I, there was two lanes that he could move through with the staps and the droids. I just basically put two, my two ATSTs there and put my two dobacks around the, the transmission in the middle. And then just, and then put the sabs uh, with, you know, they have uh, scout three now. So I basically just scouted up. We had advanced positions, just scouted up, put a bunch of mines around that middle transmission too. And then they left and just waited. And so, you know, he had to get crazy with Grievous at one point. Um, he came in and basically, you know, he couldn't kill anything. Uh, Grievous tried to kill a dewback. He couldn't pull it off. Then he did his little twirly gun thing and uh, he killed one Sab mini and then the other Sab unit that he tried to kill because there's no pierce on that gun they just rolled defense on white dice and nothing happened and then the and then the dobacks had grievous for breakfast and that was it and and then uh second list i played against another empire player that was uh atst double speeder bike veers and some shores and mortars um we played key positions and basically i just put the two atsts on the key position and then used the dobacks to like you know eat the bikes and stuff while they were trying to fly around and then the last one uh honestly was probably the closest and and it was a shriv bus r2 op loop triple wookie and then i think it was two naked uh regular rebel troopers and two naked fleet troopers um and that that one was got forced into recover because if the way it had worked out if i had bounced to recover he he basically bounced the first one uh or no i'm sorry i bounced the first one after he it was payload and the way the board was set up i didn't want to do payload and then he had his first uh i was red player and his first uh bounce was uh i believe it was advanced positions and so 
we basically, because the board just wasn't set up for that for him. So if I had bounced recover, it would have gone to sabotage. And I definitely didn't want that. Um, so, so I was like, you know what, let's test it with, you know, with recover. And basically we played, it was hemmed in. And then, uh, um, uh, what's that condition? Sorry, dropped out of my head, uh, limited viz. And so basically I was read on hemmed in and I just sat my two ATSTs pointed at the middle box, basically daring him to come after it and then flanked with my Wookiees on one side. And then he tried to pop R2 on the other side and I just stopped them with the stormtroopers. And I grabbed the boxes with my sabs. He tried to fly, he tried to put Luke on the bus and he came back behind my lines and then tangled up with a stormtrooper and a sab for the box that I had. And basically I just withdrew. And then the two ATSTs just annihilated Luke. Um, and, you know, and then the, yeah, the, the dewbacks were really good against the Wookiees, um, you know, and he tried to come around the flank, but I had the dewbacks there and they just charged and just were kind of holding the Wookiees back from doing anything else. And by the time it was all done, I had a stormtrooper unit in the middle, grabbed the box and, and went on my merry way. So, yeah, so I ended up taking first place, which was cool. I was really happy with the list. I mean, those were three super diverse lists. I think, you know, that, that all had separate challenges that uh, I was really happy to see the, the list hold its own against. So I found with the SABs, the SABs are really interesting now um, because unlike the snipers, right? You're not trying to keep them back to just do the sniper. So you're in the mix. I found that they're four black uh, gun. <laughs> the guns were just as effective, if not better than the SABs and some of and the, the actual bombs and some of the, you know, uh, circumstances. And so I, I ended up shooting a lot. You know, the first the first game, because it was my first time playing with Sabs in a while, I, I was like, bomb, 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 bomb. Like I got really bomb happy. Um, and but then by the third game, I was just kind of like shooting at Luke with them, shooting at, you know, just uh, so. Yeah, I, I mean, great stuff. I'm really excited. Uh, really interesting to see some of the stuff people could put together with the with the erratum points changes and. Um, I don't know. It was really a good feeling to have an empire list that seemed insane um, on paper, like actually hold its own against competitive and good players too. you know, good players, good competitive lists. So it was nice. How many points would your list have been before the update? Yeah. So you want, I'll give you, you want before first or what it, what it ended up being? Both. Okay. So I'll give you, it ended up being 793. Uh, with the new points, with the old points, it was eight thirty nine. <laughs> so almost fifty points. Yeah, and and even the other thing is right. I would have had to have a commander because General Vice at that time wasn't a field commander. Right. So that that was the change too, which really helped. It, your list only got a better with Errata, despite being fifty points cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How'd you like the uh, General Vice no exhaust? uh it's it was good it was interesting so at one point i ended up shooting i ended up kicking uh a set of droids mortaring a set of droids and then like large cannon and and the uh the light cannon into staps so ended up killing like three things all with 
you know, with, with the ATST and it, and I didn't even have to think about it because there was no tap. So no exhaust. So it's just like, yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, and so that was crazy. Um, yeah, I think it was good. Uh, really good. Um, yeah, the Dubex, I think everybody's known that for a while that they've been good, but now that they're reasonably priced, it's. Uh, hang on, hang on. Reasonably priced. They were reasonably reasonably priced a month ago. <laughs> and then they got five more points off. Yeah, I think they're pretty would, aggressively priced now. Um, I would say that's reasonable for the Empire and where <laughs> we were at. I don't know what about what I just said was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's great. I, I And I really think this may be a testament to all you Empire players out there that I know we talk a lot about Vader and how good he is he is now but I think uh, this clearly shows that there's a bunch of other insane lists that you can put together that I think can hold their own um as long as you know you know like I, it, this wasn't a big leap for me because I've been playing double heavy for a long time so you know I I'm already kind of used to how the list plays but adding some of this other really neat stuff was just amazing and it felt good and it felt I felt better than I've felt in a long time with Empire where I just felt like I was in it and I, and, and um, yeah, it was good. It was great. So that's it. I'm done now, Mike, you can talk now. I know you were being quiet that whole time because of your raging jealousy over. I'm not jealous. <laughs> Mike was a Vader player for the first two years of the game. And then he abandoned it quicker than you can say Vader. Something like that. <laughs> so did I. I haven't played Empire since 2019. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. Every Empire list I look at, I'm like, that's a lot. That fit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like one of these units should not be able to fit in this list. Yeah, I threw out like a. It was like a Krennic Death Trooper double bounty plus loaded storms list earlier today and i was like really yeah. okay because the problem with double bounty has always been that you know you don't have order control over both bounty hunters because they can order only order themselves um but with the comms relay and entourage you can basically like always have an order on both bounty hunters it mm. just solves that problem and then you also have death troopers you know with their heavy upgraded with krennic and then you have, I think it also had like three storms with specialists in it, and then three snipers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. Breaks um, got compelled to deal with uh, suppression, so you can do all the specialists for super yeah. cheap core. <clears throat> exactly. Super cheap but strong core. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like every list that I make with Empire, I'm like, wow, so many things. I know. I'm trying to think what I want to try and practice, like trying to look towards LVO and I'm like, oh, I want to try all of these. I don't, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. It's literally everything. All right. Um, well, let's talk about not empire. Uh, let's uh... talk about, let's talk about the rebels and the separatists. Why don't we hit the separatists first? Because they got slightly less changes. They probably got the least number of changes in this update. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think that that's a fair assessment. I've, I've I've seen a lot of jokes kind of around the community over the past couple of weeks about like how they like stealth got away with not getting 
significant nerfs. Well, um, droids have always been the faction that's kind of like the everything is pretty good, but nothing is like too good. Yeah. Um, yep. Overall, I would agree with that assessment. All right. The biggest one probably was Grievous, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the biggest one? All right. So I mean, Grievous points minus wise, 15. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Grievous minus 15 points. His Annihilator minus four. So minus 19 points off Grievous. So, I mean, I guess like, I don't know. Grievous falls into the category of like, doesn't play well with the rest of the army. Um, maybe that changes with Magna Guard. I don't know. But I feel like him and Cad Bane are kind of in weird spots as far as like being characters in this army. Um, I don't know if this this is like enough to like be like, oh yeah, I'd rather have Grievous than like Maul in my army, you know, or I'd rather have Grievous than Dooku. Like force push is like a pretty essential part of that kit. Um, I don't know. I think with Magna Guards, you do have a little more potential. Like you can bring a fully kitted out Grievous with three kitted out Magna Guards and fit all points wise. And one, you know, key point with that versus Maul is you can put aggressive tactics on Grievous, which makes your core a bit a bit tougher, right? Because that means you can take the uh, was it E5Cs on all your B1s and extra men. So it kind of gives you a beefier line. And then, um, well, for objective play, right? Your side, you don't have force push for most melee things, right? You got three Magna Guards and Grievous, so you can just kind of slam into them to deal with it. I guess my fundamental question is um, you know, you can give up 55 points or 60 points, like, and just take Kraken, who, like, kind of does what Grievous does anyways and has a bunch of, like, cool strategic abilities that will sync, you know, combo with the rest of your army. Um, I I do think though, like Grievous's one pip in the world of what he's running in your face is pretty good. Uh, no doubt, uh, I'll like, I'll give you that. Yeah, and like a fully kitted out Grievous is in the range of one hundred and seventy points. So if you're end up paying one hundred and seventy points for something that'll cut some units up and drop a big one pip, that might be enough. I think I think he goes from never seen competitively to at least he's an option. Yeah. 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 I like um, it as kind of like if you're looking to create like an all comers list, right? And like to go back to the tournament that like the play with that Grievous where he jumped like just like basically scaled over a building and was like in my lines trying to kill my stuff. You know, if if the dice roll had gone a little bit differently, like he potentially could have. And that would have kind of changed the dynamics a little bit, you know, and I, I think that the, that's what Grievous brings to the table is like an opportunity to kind of like put out the aggressive tactics, give surge to some of your droids, but then also do something crazy, right? Like in the middle of your line that you're like, whoa, 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 he could do what? And like, you know, he's versatile shooting all this stuff. And so that, that gets a little weird. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think there's a place for him. I think it's just building a list around him and understanding that he's in certain lists, he's going to be out on an Island, you know, doing his own thing. Yeah. yeah. I also think in an aggressive meta, his two pip gets a little better. A big issue with it typically was right. Grievous dives, but none of the rest of your army does. You don't have many guardian targets to use with that. 
um, now when you have Wookiees crashing into your lines for most armies, right? Now it's more conceivable you'll have B1s nearby to use this two pip and, you know, tank a bunch of hits that way. So I think that card does also get a little bit better in aggressive meta, right? Taking two hits off of a dewback charge or a Wookiee charge um, or, you know, other Magna Guards. There's a whole lot of things running into your lines. And so now it's more likely that you might be in melee with Grievous or fighting with Grievous while you have B1s nearby. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, his biggest issue is courage. It's going to be funny with seeing him fighting Wookiees that now have to moralize and just kind of shut him down. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, although it's really only like three suppression tokens, so total on demoralize. So it's not like a. I mean, that's really all you need to shut a grievous down. <laughs> I know, but you don't get them all at once either. It's like sure, it takes sure, you three sure. activations to do that. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. The courage has always been his issue, um, and he's only got the one training slot so you kind of want to take like there's there's so many things you want to put in that training slot you want to mm -hmm. take into the fray you want to take tenacity you want to take endurance because his courage is a problem whereas you know the other choices like you said you can kind of quote unquote downgrade to kraken and kraken is not quite as beefy you know he's not as tough he's not quite as mobile he doesn't hit as hard in melee but he's got all these great command cards and support abilities and his ranged attack is actually arguably better um, than Grievous's. And, uh, and he has yeah. access to the orbital bombardment too for ranged. Right. Yep. So his command cards are like significantly better. He's just not quite as pure beef in melee as Grievous's. Mm -hmm. Or you could just take, uh, you know, pay more points to get Dooku, to get all, all his excellent support abilities and command cards and force powers. Um, he's just kind of like in that awkward middle ground where you're already kind of paying a lot for a commander you might as well just fork over the extra points for a force user um he does kind of get you you know he gets you the retinue on the magna guards in contrast to maul which is nice um but yeah if he had like three training slots i think he'd be amazing because then you take into the fray tenacity and endurance and then his courage is not as big of an issue yeah um but clearly there's no like I mean, no, nothing has three training slots, so there's no thematic reason for that to be a thing. Um, I, I just, you know, um, I think an easy fix here is just Courage 3, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Courage 3 would definitely... He's like the only melee-focused uh, character in the game that has Courage 2. Yeah. There's Sabine also, but right, she gets Dauntless if she goes melee, so it kind of covers yeah, that and, up. And, and she has a recover card. She's also yeah. almost, I mean, I guess not almost she's always, more but she's general. She's she's ranged, and she also like uh, is often like in an army that has access to a courage tree commander. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know, um, and a lot more ways to remove courage. Yeah, yeah. It 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 strikes me as interesting that Grievous is like the lowest courage value of all the force users, like. Um, I mean, flavor-wise, I think it makes sense. I mean, right. I, I is... yes. Like, I would, I would assume that like, like a Jedi apprentice would be like courage too, right? And Grievous should just like roll up on them and be like, "Yo, you're dead." Yeah. You know. I yeah. I, I, I could easily see the case for him having Indomitable. Yeah, something, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, yeah, courage too, Indomitable. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the points cuts are probably enough that you you see him a little bit, um, maybe. but maybe not a lot of it. I guess we'll yeah. see.
I mean, a, a grievous Magna Guard bomb will probably be seen out, tried yeah. out at least a little yep. bit. Yeah. That's probably the context where you see it most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. B1s. So naked B1s went up by two points, and all of the Fair. weapons went down by two points, and the rad <laughs> cannon went down by six points. So basically, like it's this is a pure cost increase to naked B ones, and then the points wash out with B ones with heavies. Yeah. Um, over overall, good change. Um, yeah, I don't like it. love the rad cannon change. I think there's a lot hating out like characters and red save units right now as it is. But you know, I guess we don't see rad cannons. I just I'm not sure I want to see more that hates out those units though. So. Poison's a pretty uninteractive un- mechanic. Um, it's definitely not a, a weapon that's particularly good, at least in the hands of a B1 unit, because they're not an assault unit. No. Uh, if you could give this to like a B2 unit, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, but, but you can't, thankfully. Thankfully for balance reasons. Um, anyway. So yeah, I mean, at the six points, um, you might see like some meme lists with rad cannons. I don't know. But at the end of the day, there's still be ones. So getting to range two, it's yeah, I, I, you'll probably still mostly just see these guys with the uh, E5C or the E5S. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, the real meme with the B ones and Rad Cannons is put a Viper Droid in there too. It's like six, <laughs> sixty-two points or something. Yeah, for eight bodies and the eight white dice, two red gets interesting. <laughs> spicy that is kind of interesting actually the viper droid also got two points cheaper yeah i mean if you wanted to bring a snail tank because you wanted to bring a snail tank and you had nothing else to put in the back of it a cheap rad cannon unit it's probably a decent idea yeah i mean doesn't cost you much that's for sure yep i think since you brought up the viper droid i think the viper droid is also could potentially be an interesting option in like a, a b2 Right, it's a bit cheaper. It adds one health, two dice at range two, which synergizes. The normal B2 is, what, 13 points for an extra body? So you're getting uh, half a damage less and half the health or, you know, less than half the cost. Seems like a reasonable deal. I think if you're bringing Kraken with B2s and you don't want to bring the T-Series because then yeah. you just use Override, then the Viper is a possibility for the those reasons you stated. Because it is quite a bit cheaper now yeah i don't <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i don't know how we ended up with six point personnel upgrades with b2 <laughs> that had a gun but i'm sorry this seems a little like even if it's not good probably shouldn't exist yeah <laughs> i agree <laughs> I, like, I don't, don't know get, that, like <laughs> don't get me wrong viper droids were bad like nobody was taking viper droids but sometimes that's okay yeah. You know, like that's sometimes better than the alternative of it being too good. So this is definitely a situation where I would rather them see you go to like spotter four or even five and stay at like eight to ten points and be spotter three and be six points. It's, I think it's only spotter two, isn't it? Is it spotter, spotter two? two? It's yeah. it's oh. observed two. Oh, observed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> spotter would be amazing. I think Viper <laughs> Recon droids could easily just be free action observe one and yeah. just cost them appropriately, and it would be fine. Yep, um, I agree. 
but yeah yeah it's just really awkward because now they're so cheap that like they're not quite free but they're pretty close right (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're one more point than the naked b1 yeah two more Two more two, points. Uh, the, the naked, naked, naked one, one went two, down didn't it? too, which you know. Yeah, it's again, down to four like, points now. Like uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that like naked B one upgrade should only be four points. I, I don't know. These are we're definitely in the like. Uh, yeah, the personnel upgrades. I don't know how I feel. Not even just these ones, but like the stormtrooper ones, and um, I don't know. I, I I've made some okay. pretty degenerate specialist lists in clone and in clones <laughs> and empire. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, the thing about the captain is that he just gives you O push, which is just tactical. Right. So you're not yeah. really netting the name. It's just like you having the aim that you would have had if you stayed still. Right. The specialist allows you to like aim, aim. Yeah. Right. He gives you an actual extra aim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think with with Vader Compel and everything going on, like there's gonna be there's gonna be some things. Yeah, yeah. with Krennic being so ridiculously cheap. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm with we'll you. see, we'll see. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, any other thoughts on B ones? They're good before, and they're still pretty good. Yeah, good. everything's think- good. I think this probably hits like the double AAT stylists the most yeah. where it's literally just like spamming as many naked B1s as possible with your heavy pieces. I mean, um, it, it costs you 12 more points to bring six naked B1s, which is yeah. probably a good, good change. Yep. Also, the AAT went up five points. It did. Um, one thing to note, though, is that list used to bid, what, like 30-something points <laughs> in some cases? Not quite so, 30, but yeah, 20-something. Yeah, I guess 26 is what I think Luke's was, uh, Luke yeah. Cook's list. And yep. so now what that's 10 points was 12, uh, 22. 22. So yeah. now you still have a four-point bid, and we're in a world where that bid is much less important. So I think it kind of evens out. That yeah, list is might. probably still fine. I mean, I think that list also gets hurt by the blue-red player changes. Um, blue player was pretty important for how that list functioned. I think that's probably a good thing. Don't get me wrong. It is not a very interactive list as someone who faced it at Atlantic yeah. City. But um, yeah, it's probably accumulation of things. You probably don't see that list as much anymore. Uh, all right. B2HA plus two. Yeah, okay. Sure. I guess. Again, you're bidding 20-something points. Not the hugest deal for those kind of lists. I feel like B2s were already kind of on their way out. How many I'm didn't sorry. we talk about wait, this? Wait, last... wait, 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 wait. What do you mean B2s were already on their way how many, out? How many how many B2s were in Invader Elims before the uh, points changes? I don't know. I'd have to look. Wasn't it around 40? Or was it I think there's still that? a lot? I had three mall B2 lists in my group. No, no, in Elims. Oh, in Elims, I have no idea. I think it was six. Like six total. Yeah, that but you're right. I mean, that's that's fair. I do think using Invader is like a metric for what will be is a little questionable at the moment. I'm just uh, saying, like, they're getting more expensive from an environment in which they were taken six times across an 80 person tournament. So, yeah, I just I think people are trying out new spider droidy stuff and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, um, don't, don't get me wrong, it, like, it's a good unit. Um, as sort of the poster child for B2HAs. <laughs> um, 
but I think it would like taking like you know, basically you were taking like one to three B two HAs in every sys list, which seems like okay to me. That's you know you're mixing your core. That's probably less of a mix and match than you were seeing in the like phase two, phase one mm-hmm. heydays. You know, yeah, or like the shore trooper or rebel vet. You know, you see like you see lists that have three shores and three rebel vets in them. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm okay with this. I think B2s were the the previous points adjustment to B2s was far too aggressive. So I'm okay with what happened there. Yeah, it's just two points. <laughs> yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it's probably like whatever. Yeah. But. Uh, all right. Dooku minus five. Dooku is already pretty good. Makes yeah. him a bit better. Basically, you get burst of speed for free now. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, burst of speed is usually less points than other upgrades you take. So totally. But <laughs> yeah. now you can, you know, fill that slot and also have two points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Dooku's probably seven points cheaper now than his previous configuration. Or even twelve, because you probably you might replace barrier with mm-hmm. burst of speed. Yeah, it depends on how, what upgrades you want, but yeah, some he's a handful of points cheaper, which is fine. Yeah, I'm good with this. You know, I think I think bringing him down and Palpatine down both five points, right, really helped make them, especially in today's meta, like made you kind of look at them again, right? Like take a second look and go, oh yeah, they're good. I forgot about that. Now they're a little bit cheaper, so I I can you know. Even maybe do some like double uh, force user lists in in both of those, you know, which which are reasonable now. I think. Yeah, yeah Palpatine think, was minus ten for the record. I think Dooku right was becoming a little outshined by Maul in many cases, and so with the buffs that he gets just innately from burst to speed now being an option for him, and also the five points, I think it's uh, much less clear. I don't think Maul is as much of a snap take over Dooku. Yeah, I agree. And I know people were like, where's the Maul nerfs in here? Um, I kind of feel like Maul was where, and maybe we see this change with burst of speed in, in a bad way, but like in an environment where burst of speed doesn't exist, I kind of feel like Maul was sort of where force users should have been. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. So I'd rather them sort of make more force users like Maul than make Maul like the rest of the force users. Um mm-hmm. And it seems like the, the sort of flavor of this update is along those lines. You know, it, it turns out they thought the same thing as you. So they just were just the only force users they're going to print moving forward are Maul because Yoda has been delayed. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the next force user that we have on the docket is Maul. So, yeah. Is it possible that Maul uh, 2.0 actually like beats Yoda to the shelves? I mean, they said quarter uh, one, 2022, I thought. Yeah, you could. Those, so. <laughs> Possible, that would be yes. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I, I will happily mail you your uh, delayed mall when it comes to Canada first. <laughs> oh, yeah. If oh, mall comes to Canada delayed. first, I will be 100% ordering mall from you. Uh, yeah. Do you take crypto and switch that into uh, Canadian dollars? Could send you some. <laughs> I mean, we only take loonies here. Yeah, <laughs> I'll order him from like Italy or something if I have to. Um, anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, it seems fine. 
uh, Cad Bane minus five. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's enough to really bring him in over Mall. I mean, so I want to pitch the question to the group. What points value would Cad Bane need to be in order for you to entertain taking him in a separatist army? Like, what's like the one fifteen and his gauntlet should maybe be free or a lot cheaper than his? What is it eight points right now for the gauntlet? I'd say like one ten. I was gonna say a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's more in line with where I'm at too. Yeah. So, what about you, Jay? Yeah, I was gonna say like like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- there's an important caveat to this conversation, and that is that they basically told us that the bounty hunters would be getting changes yeah when the shadow mm-hmm. collective wave hit um, yeah i was gonna say the same thing like both uh both cad bane and boba especially i'm like kind of ignoring the change like their five points yeah. decrease because theoretically that's going to be irrelevant in a couple months hopefully if not in the next half year right yeah so this to me is kind of like who cares maybe we'll have a different version of cad bane in six months anyway yeah, I mean, yeah, or 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 some rules like maybe it's the same version just with different rules in like the faction or something that makes them better. I, I don't know. Yes, yeah, who knows? Yeah, there's changes that come in, whatever those are. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, steps plus two, now seventy five instead of seventy three. In case that bothered you, <laughs> it, it bothered me greatly. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. It seems like yeah, yeah, it seems like to me, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here, but it seems like across all the different factions, they're like trying to line up similar things and make them similarly costed. But like I'm going, okay, but they're not equal. You know, staps and speeder bikes just I mean I mean speeder bikes are five points cheaper now. So now, but you know what I (laughs) but but like I'm just like uh, maybe staps need to be a little bit more, I think maybe, you know, like. I, I don't know. Well, they are right. Even Them both parks and <laughs> no, I mean, but even even more, maybe. I, th- yeah, are I they, think they're twenty more points than barks now. Yeah, naked, uh, naked <laughs> barks. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, f- f- uh, Fifteen, or oh, sorry, stops. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Um, I I do think you know, uh, stops do kind of like melt to uh, a gentle breeze. Um, and some of the other speeder bikes don't, but I also think to your point, you know, the staps tend to be surrounded by things that are much cheaper, um, than like what other factions have access to as far mm-hmm. as their bikes go. Um, they also have coordinate, which is a big deal for bikes. Yeah. I mean, I think that coordinates probably worth, I don't know, 20, 10, 10 to 15, yeah, I guess maybe 20. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, it's at least 10 because that's what an HQ uplink is. Yeah. Well, coordinates a lot. Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> coordinates a lot better than HQ uplink. I mean, yeah, and they have Agile 1. So you're telling me Agile 1, coordinate, uh, you know, they have three black dice. Uh, they don't have an impact, but like it's that's it's only five five points more. Like come no, on. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna defend. I just like. I think. I think Empire Bark should have coordinate also. Yeah, I. Th- it's not. I'm not sure you can like continue to lower Empire Bikes points. Um, to make them competitive at this point, you need to just make them 
their their unit card better. Yeah. Yeah. Give them cover two or something. Well, and this this happens sometimes, right? Like, there's almost a fear to make some of these bigger changes to units that have been out for a while. Like, I I, I don't know if you guys, like I know we just did with Vader, but like with some of the older units, it's it's harder to get those changes through for some reason. I I don't know the exact reason why. But like, you know, we get the new hotness and they have all these special new abilities and all these cool things that granted didn't exist, you know, when the first ones came out. But at some point you would think you would go, okay, yeah, point like Mike just said, points isn't enough. We, we need to do something else to kind of boost these guys and make them at least reasonably competitive. Yeah, yeah. I think. Sorry, go ahead, Lucas. Oh, I was just saying yes. So go ahead. Okay. As an uh, empire player, he was yeah. agreeing with me. I was just I mean, concurring. I, think, I concur. <laughs> I think staffs are kind of where like speeder bikes should be, as far as effectiveness is concerned. Um, and I'd rather them just make speeder bikes more like staffs than try and make staffs more mm -hmm. like speeder bikes. You know. Yeah. 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 I I do think uh, we might have touched on this before. I don't remember if this was a private conversation we we're having or if we had it on the podcast. But like coordinates like a droid keyword, right? So putting it on Empire units feels a little weird. Um, Thematically, yeah, it's kind of weird. But it's if you look at just from a balance and mechanics perspective, the fact that you have, um, you know, basically a focus piece, right? A unit of three speeder bike type units, you could argue is a focus piece. And that focus piece sucks up three orders. Um, which is not always feasible. Yeah. But you know, if you've got orders on two of your bikes, but not the other one, like that's not good. That's <laughs> that's not going to work for you. And that's why speeder bikes work mechanically is because they don't suck up three orders; they suck up one order. Staps. You know? Saps. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, that's why staps work, right? Because you have your your one focus piece, which is three separate units sucking up an order in the same way that like, you know, a character or a heavy would. Um, what if you made HQ uplink five points cheaper, specifically on speeder bikes, similar to the jetpack is cheaper on Rex, and then like synergizes with Veer's three pip and stuff, and so it's kind of like a bike's own flavor of having a similar effect. That'd be interesting. I was even gonna say too, even if Empire had a like two pip command card that just ordered three speeder bikes. Um, yeah, make Veer's two pip just well, three orders. But like or just well just like another one like if you just had another generic that was just like order three speeder bikes but it's a two-pip because then suddenly you have like three cards that can give three speeder bikes in order i don't know yeah there's many there's many ways of going about it it doesn't have to be coordinate but you need to coordinate like effect for the speeder bikes basically yeah yeah they needed some sort of order control enabled yeah yeah i think going back to steps real quick with the two points going up and Droidica's going down five points, right? They're both sitting at 75 now. And I don't think the two points is huge for Staps, but right in CIS right now, you can bring pretty much everything before this point. I mean, Grievous and Cad Bane weren't really played. And same with Droidica's. Um, so I kind of first saw that bumping it up two points, bringing down the Droidica's five points is them trying to attempt to make Droidica's more of an attractive option between these two. I have a random question. Is it droidicas or droidecas? Because I think we all say it different ways, and I want to know what it is. Uh, <laughs> where are those droidicas? Yeah. Right? 
I've That's definitely what they say in the movie. I've always said Joydekas. So I think it is Joydekas, but I think the Nemoidians have an accent with it, so it sounds like Joydekas. And so those of us that learn the name through the movie and not reading it might be mispronouncing it. I, I'm not, no judgment either way. I'm just genuinely curious. Sorry, I just, you know, have that Nemoidian uh, accent going. <laughs> um, yeah, I love some Joydekas. Uh, but I don't think that this is enough for you to take them over steps. Um, well, and on top of that, a loaded dwarf spider droid with yeah, upgrades yeah. is also sitting around 75 points. I mean, the spider droids are gonna go up in price, like, there's uh, there's no way they survive another update intact. Well, especially, uh, I think, the ion gun more than the spider droid. That's itself. Very I, I, I literally bought into CIS and am immediately ordering three uh, ion droids because they're a yep. fun time. I also <laughs> ordered three ion droids. Um, well, and it doesn't help that the ion specifically just like wrecks droidicas in the mirror. <laughs> like yeah. it I mean, burns their it burns their shields. It costs them actions, and they have a white save, so the chances of actually getting ioned are pretty high. Yeah, I think. Um... They they just do everything Jureticus too, but better. Yeah. Frankly, um, yep. agree. Did you guys, by the way, speaking of the spider droids, did you see that paint job that uh, Killian Young did? He, he posted it into the Star Wars Legion group. Dude, it was so good, so good. Check it out if you're in the to... face Facebook group uh, on uh, Star Wars Legion Facebook group. People post a lot of cool stuff in there. A bunch of painting. It's cool. I try and avoid the Facebook. <laughs> Personally, the painting <laughs> stuff is great. The other stuff. Um... Hashtag meta. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, anyway, uh, there is one more change here, and that is the AAT plus five. We kind of already talked about it, but any other thoughts on this one? Yeah. Um, okay. AAT kind of seemed like one of the best heavies maybe just by a little bit and so five points doesn't seem like a huge change for a, un a unit that's already 170 so i don't totally hate it but i don't know if it is necessary I especially wish... with some of the changes that atst is now yeah i wish this was on the high velocity shells instead of the aat that's how i feel about this change i don't think that the aat naked really needed uh, a points increase i think the high velocity shells basically whatever you take them on could have been a, you know a five point bump um yep. yeah i can see that yeah none of the shells got any changes which was a little surprising to me yeah me too um and i think i think that likes what is it a seven die pool that's six red one white um that often has like a name token behind it with the uh, with the AAT is is really the problematic uh, interaction behind that unit if there is a problematic interaction. Um, well, and regardless, like you're still taking the high velocity shells even if you make the the shells yeah. five points. Oh, totally. AAT. Yeah, hundred percent. You achieve yeah. the same points. You achieve change, the same thing. It, yeah. yeah. Yep, I'm with you. Yep. All right, should we hit rebels? Oh, yeah, a lot going on here. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, Wookiees plus 10, uh, T40. No, just kidding. Oh, um, excuse me. <laughs> I wish. Um, no, Wookiees and T47, uh, not touched in this one. Hit their hey. little heads down behind cover. So, yeah. this is where the, this whole points change errata thing breaks down a little bit for me from a what were they trying to achieve perspective because. Mm-hmm. A lot of this feels like they're reacting to like the meta of a year ago, but the rebel changes, like the bus changes, like are like immediate, like snap reactions. It feels like the bus really hasn't been out that long, um, but there's no Wookiee changes so, anywhere. Yeah, my thought with that is right. I think a lot of people have it misconstrued, right? They, they, Wookiees have been out for a while and they didn't think Wookiees are a problem, really, because just not many people are playing them. At least, you know, two Invader Leagues ago, I think Cowboy Tyrone was one of the few people really spamming it. Um, and then the bus came out and people went to, oh, what's the best thing to bring at the bus? And they started bringing Wookiees. And that started highlighting that the bus was a good unit, but Wookiees were super strong. But I think since that entire list, gained popularity when the bus came out people instantly went oh the bus is the issue and kind of glossed over the fact that i think it was more of the wookies of the an issue and the buses just convinced everyone to start playing wookies well hang on the bus is also an issue the, the yeah. bus the bus definitely <laughs> i think the bus isn't not uh, necessarily an overpowered issue it just has like things to break the game a little bit um, well, 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 yeah. and i would say too based on timing right and like when they were supposed to have these released, like I don't know that the Wookiees were really being played yet by the time I would assume they finished the changes to, you know, for final submission. And then, because if you think about back, like what was it, ACO and maybe the next one after that, the buses with not many Wookiees, but buses were mostly crushing things. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, everyone's like, by the end of the summer, like, oh, Wookiees. But by that time, AMG had already talked start talking about how they had the the erratas and points changes coming and so they must have already been in the pipe and it was probably too late to like slap wookies down at that time too and yeah i i mean it's i think they're always going to be behind as far as changes to where the meta is going to be yeah they're they're totally always going to be behind i just i found that interesting as well um so yeah i mean socal open was really the first tournament where like busless wookies made any sort of real impact yeah um, and that was two days before the errata release. So get ready, friends, because it won't be <laughs> the last. Oh yeah, my I'm, my my Wookiees were like seventy five percent painted for uh, SoCal. Uh, they're going to be a hundred percent painted. I'm not. I'm going to go back and finish those guys uh, for sure. <laughs> I, I, I painted my Wookiees too. There you go. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. <laughs> yes. It, and Wookiees were one of those units that like is so iconic to Star Wars and was so bad for a while. Um, there's probably also a little bit of resistance, which I don't know is it's 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 hard to like let go of that a little bit um, because it's really not good for balance. <laughs> but anyway, tangent. Um, so what did actually get changed? Uh, Han Solo. Yep. He gained okay. steady. And uh, he benefits from a lot from the low profile change where it cancels a hit. Man, that low profile change is so good. I played with it on uh, 
on Saturday. Oh my god, so good, so good. You mean with the Sabs? You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, okay, heavy cover. So that's three. You know, I mean, like god. I don't know why people don't just like full scouts for forty-eight points. Yeah. You know, you talked about shooting with the guns a lot. Full scouts would be basically the same cost, but you get twice as many black dice at range too, and twice as many wounds. <laughs> um, so crazy. Who'd have thunk we'd be ever talking about full scouts? But right now we're talking about Han Solo. Um, who, yeah, steady is a great keyword. It's one of the best keywords in the game. So Han was Han was pretty poor, poorly off. Uh, from a competitive perspective, he was basically nowhere to be found. So um, his cost does not change. He's still 100 points. He's still Courage 2. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? He's going to be around. <laughs> makes him a lot more playable. Like I don't know if he's going to be the, the end-all, be-all for Rebels. Um, but now, if you ask me, are you taking Cassian versus Han? I think that's more of a question than right before it was just snap take cassian and then whatever else you want to bring um so i like this change i think it's uh something that should be part of this kit um i don't think this does anything as far as getting to see han in the meta i think cassian is still very auto takeover on just from a flexibility standpoint um and I don't know. I just like he also like doesn't synergize with what the faction is doing super well. Um, he's just he's kind of slow to get to the fight, and um, maybe steady fix that fixes that. But I mean, I see. I think I think rebels are going to be playing a lot of heavies and a lot of wookies, and I, I don't know. Han, I don't think synergizes with those units super well, personally. I mean, getting to the fight just that wise, like Han Solo's uh, threat range went from range three to range four, which is a pretty big increase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely better, you know. Um, but I don't know how much better. I think I think there might be room for like a like a revisit of the Flyboys list. That that was gaining some popularity right before Tauntauns and the, you know, I think maybe like a Han Solo OP Luke list. You know, you'd have to flesh out the rest of it, but I, I think there might be something there because I like the idea of messing with people's hands. You know, if you put like Han and some Wookies, and then you're like forcing them, you know, with reckless, to like you know, forcing them to shoot at them first or some. You know, I mean, I think there's some play there. Like could it could happen yeah i mean i think at the end of the day like han's engagement range is range two like yes he can like from the start of the turn it's he can he can get to range four but like range a range two gun puts him basically in charge range of wookies in order to engage who one shot him almost a hundred percent of the time um if they if they're able to melee him um assuming they have offensive push and so, I don't know. I mean, also, like, the steady keyword, like, makes it so that he wants to, like, sit behind a piece of terrain, which likely is scalable. 
<laughs> I mean, you're definitely, if you're bringing Han, you're probably bringing Chewie. And I actually think he could be kind of interesting in a wiki list because Reckless Diversion gets a little more interesting with that low profile change. And directing fire away from your Wookiees is a good idea. So I could actually see him, you know, in like a triple wiki list with Chewie and just go sort of all in on the wiki damage reduction, so to speak. You know, because Chewie can pull Guardian, hits off the Wookiees, and then Han can use Reckless Diversion to do a similar thing. Um, yeah, I also think the the range to being able to get charged isn't totally fair in the uh, steady, since you can move forward, shoot from steady for free, and then back up. So you are a bit safer from that charge threat range. Um, and right, uh, IRG and also Magnus are only pierce immune and melee so you could get some decent damage off of some charging rg or magnus or wookies right by moving forward shooting and backing up so you no longer although that means they can move shoot you though and they're also pretty good at range too but notably you get right low profile then which is pretty huge yeah i think you definitely want to give them environmental gear so you can like move full speed over those barricades and stuff when you're doing your steady shots yeah, I could see Ascension Cables too. Ascension Cables yep. combos super well with Steady. You can, you know, like move, scale, shoot, move back down, right? Um, yeah, that seems good. All right. Um, R2 plus 10. Good. <laughs> yeah, I think in Rebels, good change. 100% awesome. Uh, might need to be more in Rebels. We'll see. I love this change, and I also don't. Um, clearly, it was necessary to nerf R2 in some fashion. Um, I would have personally, I think it would have been much more targeted to just make secret mission deployment neutral. Um, we kind of noted this last week with Republic, but this kind of price is like C3PO out of existence. You know, like, are you going to take him at 70 points? Um, not, not when you can have K2. No, clearly. Yeah. So I, I would have, I would have rather seen like a fixed to secret mission than this, but this is clearly better than nothing at all uh, because R2 needed to be nerfed and then this is a 10 point increase. So um, I think people are probably still going to take R2 in those aggro style lists. They're just going to run them as, you know they're gonna the, the whereas previously they were bidding, now they're just not bidding. This is just kind of cuts into their bid, um, probably. Um, which is good in that like it makes it harder for those lists to, you know, bid for the R two deployments, and it makes it somewhat more likely that um, like a non R two list is gonna have the shortage to shortage deployments in them and actually get to use them because it's cutting into the R two player's bid. But you know. Another view on the R2 list, and this is the one that I took when I ran an 800 point R2 list, is uh, I'm sort of using him as a way to hedge against other R2s. Because if I'm playing long edge to long edge deployments, I have my own R2. If I'm not, then I still have him around to like repair stuff and maybe make a last minute dive for an end zone. So I don't know. I don't know how much of a difference this makes in practice, but clearly was needed. So I, yeah, I mean, I think the new thing is just like, Shriv R2 is going to need to get nerfed in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how it's going to happen, but 
this definitely doesn't hit it hard enough. Um, and for those that don't know what that is, because we really haven't talked about it, um, Shriv allows you to give a unit a suppression token and a dodge token. <laughs> and you, you can give R2 the suppression and dodge token while he's in the bus, have him get out, and he's just basically immune to all fire unless you kill the bus. Um, it's really silly. You, you can also even do it in a land speeder. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that, but you don't, totally could for like way less points, couldn't you? Yeah, for way less points, you can also, if you wanted to keep R2, because the only problem with that is then suddenly your timing gets a little bit weird because you need to make sure that Shrift puts the suppression on R2 before he gets shot. Yeah. But if you have Cassian and K2 in the list, the first thing K2 does in the game is calculate onto R2, and then Shriv every turn just tops up his suppression one. So then you have a immortal R2 in a as long as the land speeder doesn't die, which R2 is going to add four health to. So you can do some uh, fun things. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> yeah, still gross. R2. Still gross in ripples. Um, That's something yeah. I'm going to try out. I haven't even thought about the land speeder thing. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I forgot he could take actions while he, because he's in, he's in an yeah. open transport. Yeah. So you can just repair it. Ooh. Ah, ooh. Yeah, because you could take out a. Yeah, uh, you could take a loaded land speeder with an R2 in it as sort of a little bit of a gunboat and then at some point just drop R2 off uh, but while he's just immortal inside the land speeder and re- repairing it. That, that sounds really good. I'm going to try that. <laughs> that that yeah. also makes like unstable astromech fun too because, oh, I'll take some wounds to shoot twice then R2 will just scoop those back up. <laughs> yeah. Tim, I hate you for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> Maybe we can cut this section. Yeah. Oh. Let's not put this out into the world. No, nope. it's going mean, to happen. I, I did put that in someone's ear long ago, and they have I haven't seen them run it yet. So Okay. I put it in Ryan. We'll Ryan see. I put it in Ryan from Stabcast here because I was expecting him to play it at some point, but I haven't seen him yet. So now well, luckily, luckily put it in for either. me. <laughs> He did not play it for Invader Elims. So um, we had our match over the weekend. Um, it was yeah. quick. It was, yes. <laughs> I won't dwell on it. It was quick. Let's, we'll leave it at that. There was some bad variants on Mando saves. It kind of snowballed from there. Um, all right. Uh, Jin and Leia, minus 10. Ray. Okay, fine. I guess I don't. I don't know Jin, if he's. Jin is now ninety points, which is interesting. Considering she's one hundred and twenty points on her unit card. Yeah. Is it only one twenty? I thought it was like one thirty. I thought it was one thirty. Is it really one thirty? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right, her, her, her her unit card is one thirty. Wow. Um, uh... <laughs> see, speaking of some land speeder grossness, like this is. I think Stabcast Ryan, this is his thing too, is he put Jin in a land speeder with Shriv giving her dodge and a suppression. And then she has heavy cover, so she has danger sense. And also she's going to have a dodge from Shriv and a dodge from quick thinking. And she's nimble, right? Yeah. So she becomes... So you have like a gunboat plus Jin shooting out of it. And he, I think he puts uh, 
like K2's gun, like the like it's Jin's gun, but it's the five white gun for suppressive and five white dice search crit. So now that's a little more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean that's more interesting? Well, so Jin <laughs> Jin's problem has never been like her durability. Right? No, sure, sure. Um Jin's problem has been just that like you ignore her and then she yeah. sort of like throws snowballs at you all game. <laughs> you know, like but with with the K two gun, yeah, I can see that. I guess. And then when she's in a craft that makes sure that she's going to be in a spot that's going to hurt. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I honestly think like ninety points for Jin is we're getting into oh, I can just bring a character that infiltrates like I don't know, and is super durable. Um, her command cards are real good. Uh, well, complete the mission is really good. Yeah, yeah, her, her other her, two are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I I immediately regretted that saying. <laughs> um, but her three pip, I mean, complete the mission is insanely good. Particularly, yeah. it gives you low profile, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, does it give all of the units low profile, or just I her? think so? The fact no, that we have to look this up it's shows just, you how bad Jin has been. Yeah, it's just her that gets low profile. Ah. But still, like low profile plus danger sense four is like pretty good. She becomes unkillable, basically. Yeah. 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 The uh, I think long story short, at 90 points, she's pretty viable. Yeah. If not just straight good. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm in that boat. Leia, on the other hand, I don't understand why she didn't go to 75 alongside Krennic and Veers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's not that much more, but at the same time, you know, she's still 35 more points than a rebel officer. Mm-hmm. And 75 more, sorry, 70 more points than Shriv. Um, so. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I like I think Veers probably should have went down a little bit farther than he, he did before, maybe by like another five points or so. Um yeah, I think Leia, I don't know. Krennic's definitely better than Leia. That I feel confident in saying. Yeah, I think that's currently I think that's now true. I'm not sure that was always true, but I think it's definitely now true. Yeah, yeah specifically with the specialist going yep. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. sorry, go ahead, Lucas. I could see Leia and Veer is both at 70. Because like, they don't bring anything super powerful with their command cards. Their biggest thing is handing out dodges and aims. And you can already do that, like you said, with tons of cheaper options. So I, I wouldn't be too bothered by them at 70. Yeah, I mean, they both basically have a dead command card. Yeah, um, her three pip is terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some sort of like weird combo you can do with it nowadays. I don't know what it is, but the I'm problem sure is it's a three something out. Yeah, totally. I like it's a good effect, but you're gonna go second. So why? Yeah, it'd <laughs> yeah, be amazing as a one pip. Yeah, totally. I mean, it'd be busted. Yeah, would be, you're right. <laughs> um, but I mean, one pip and even a two pip would be would be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, her one pip and two pip are still pretty good. Portrait bombardment still decent. It's one of the few things that actually circumvents low profile because she has sharpshooter too. Um, so she can still pace the strike team with coordinated bombardment. Um, no time for sorrows is still pretty good, but I don't know. 
I mean, maybe you take her with Wookiees and then you have a way to give Wookiees an extra move. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't... yeah, it can be good for Wookiees to like, if they kill something and then you need to move them into another engagement to get them safe before the next round. But yeah, I'm not sure it's worth paying 84. <laughs> yeah, it's a niche effect for maybe. I think, yeah. especially when like, I know comparing across faction isn't always a thing, but like the difference between clone commander and them, I feel like they almost bring something very similar and the clone commander, you know, is significantly cheaper at 60. Um, and I feel like they don't bring much more than 10 points more than what the clone commander does. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Let's, uh, let's hit some of these other ones real quick. Cause there's, a lot <laughs> there is a lot and there's a couple of these we'll probably spend some more time on so uh fd cannon minus five sure. pew pew yeah all right i guess it's kind of either terrible or amazing depending on like what your table looks like that you roll up to and what your yeah. deployments are so i don't know i mean it's getting cheap enough that it's as a one or two of it's you, like you could bring it with a uh, generator and HQ uplink to be a neutral pass token for seventy eight points. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I think I think stuff. you can probably take bigger. one of as a hedge now. Yeah. yeah, definitely not more than one though. Yeah, um, yeah, it seems fine. As just take one if you got some points left. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, full rebel commandos minus two, plus low profile change. I think if it wasn't such a competitive spot in Rebels, yes, but I have a tough time seeing you not bringing <laughs> Wookiees in most Rebel lists um, if you're bringing special, like you're bringing Wookiees or activation spam. And so I think it's kind of in between, but I think they could be good, especially with the low profile changes. Yeah, I mean, what the, the base commando plus the sniper is 76, and a naked squad of Wookiees is 69. I don't, like know. I don't think naked Wookiees are good, but that's just my personal bias. I mean, baby Wookiees are 77 with uh, offensive push and tenacity. So, yeah. I mean, I definitely think if you want, if, if you're going to take Wookiees, you want the full squads for sure. But yeah. I, I think like a baby Wookiee squad compared to a commando squad, it's not really close. I don't, I think it's closer than you might think. Um, the commandos are five wounds, they've got low profile. They have a significantly better um, ranged attack at range three at any range. Um, and they surge um, to their save. So they've got what? Uh, if, you, if you just eliminate low profile from the conversation, they have seven and a half effective wounds. The Wookiees have like nine. Um, and then you put low profile in the conversation and the fact that the commandos don't need to get close to their target to do some good damage. Um, I would actually consider these guys over naked wookies. Yeah, I don't know. As somebody who's been playing naked wookies, hard, hard disagree. But okay, that's fair. Um, I think you could, if you wanted, you could take like Chewie to pull even more hits off and make him more durable. Um, this also seems like you know for what forty eight points, which is the same cost as a strike team with a sniper rifle. 
You could take a th full unit that's twice as many runes and throws four dice as like a extra activation. Seems fine. Yeah. Yeah, for activation padding. Yeah. I, I I mean, it shows how good the low profile change is. Is that we're even talking about it as a option? Yeah. Oh yeah, these guys were like laughably <laughs> bad up until this moment, basically, for the entirety of Legion. <laughs> Yeah, is it just low profile? Is it scout? The scout change too that makes all these kind of. I think that was only Empire that got a change. No, right? Yeah, yeah, I meant I meant with Empire too, like we because we're discussing both of them, right? Is it is it both those changes makes like the Empire one better, or is it? Uh... I mean, scout three is nice to have, but the the low profile change because the the full teams are just so laughably easy to shoot off. Whereas low profile and in conjunction with clones, like gun lines just in general being a little less viable. Um, I think I think it's maybe like for the scouts, it's probably like 80-20 or 90-10 for like out of those two changes, which is more important. Yep. Agree. Uh, Sabs also got minus three points, the rebel Sabs. Along with minus two on stims. Got a <laughs> local guy who's all up in the uh, Rebel Sab uh, world right now. <laughs> it actually seems kind of good to me. It definitely could be. If there's yeah. one thing that is good against Wookiees, it's Sabs. I have used Sabs against Wookiees. Um, it's actually kind of gross because... Like the Wookiees want to get close to you. And by the time they get there, you can have like six to nine bombs kind of in the important areas. Um, and, you know, Wookiees depend on damage mitigation, like cover and things like that because their saves are so garbage. Um, and the, the Sabs just bypass that. So. And, and they can also hit into melee. Correct. Yep. So that's um, you would be potentially blowing up your own units, but that might be worth it. Well, um, and it's also a way to have like an activate. I've seen some very clever uses of sabs where people intentionally attack their own units. Right. Like in that situation, if you've got like one guy left surviving who's already activated in melee yeah. with a Wookiee, you just blow him up and then you can shoot the Wookiees. Um, our local guy too is all talking about with how aggressive everyone, like all the aggressive melee skews, is like putting out a bunch of bombs, taking a couple standbys so that like when Wookiees get close, you like blow one bomb up and then you can standby off there and like move or shoot them or whatever, blow up another bomb. And I like, just keep doing that as many times as you can. <laughs> yep. All right. Pathfinders minus two, duck and cover minus two. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I feel like people are bringing out Bistan already. I think yeah. it makes it pretty good. I don't know. Pow got what, two points off? I don't know if that's quite good enough to make Pow something you really want to bring, but I think Bistan's already a solid option. Two points off both those upgrades makes them just a even more good option. Yeah, dig it. Yeah, seems fine. All right. Um, 
Rebel Troopers, Ion minus one, SX21 minus two, Captain minus two, Specialist minus four. Kind of who cares, I think. Specialist, is the Rebel Specialist just a dodge, Joe? Just a dodge. Yeah, it's bad. Man. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, It's pretty bad. uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess like the Rebel Trooper situational awareness thing got cheaper, technically. Yeah, but like nobody's been running that. I'm not saying it's good. Um, Right, that's good and more of like a gunline meta that's trying to take all these chipping shots and as we've talked about that that is not where we're at so nope, while it's, it's cheaper now. this is just not the environment that rebel captains want to be in nope you know it's funny i'm not I'm, i would never have thought we'd approach a world where people are like man these storms with specialists and heavy weapons are really interesting <laughs> and then we get to the rebels and it's like man rebel troopers with heavy weapons and special and uh personnel upgrades yeah that's terrible um <laughs> yeah there's just better things to spend your points on and yeah. yeah bed save best save <laughs> i think it's void save bet save but yeah <laughs> all right let's get to the actual rebel nerves here which is really just centered around one unit um but yeah the bus the a5 speeder truck gong droid plus four tactician plus six um, aims on activation of the truck instead of at the beginning of the turn. Reckless driver plus six. Quad laser plus, just kidding, minus eight for some reason. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't really get that one. Uh, people are already taking that in spades. Um, whatever. Anyway, this other stuff uh, all seems fair yeah. and necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the change to the beginning of the activations. I- just good yeah yeah that timing was just so disgusting yeah it was silly um and i actually think that like uh if you're like taking all the things particularly if you're taking the quad laser cannon um it kind of nets out a little bit with the with the reduction to the can like if you're gonna take the cannon anyways which you might have been because it was pretty popular yeah yeah um far more popular than i expected it to be i was in camp this thing's way too expensive and everybody else is like nah we're taking it and i was like okay um but uh i think you're definitely taking it now yeah but overall i think the bus is going to be about the same cost but tactician is gonna do what it should do (laughs) Yeah, now it's now it's only spotter three at range three, uh, yeah. as a free action. Well, it's spotter. It's zero yeah, yeah. to three. I know up to three. It's not always. It's, <laughs> I, it's I, usually I mean, just two. Yeah, I mean it's not even a free action. It's just at the beginning of the activation, which is yeah. could be better. It is sometimes better, sometimes worse because you can't like move and then do it. Um, right. That's yeah. But it's it still cool. happens if you get ions twice. Yes, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I was. It's sometimes better, sometimes worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it just makes your buses kind of a little more order hungry. You no longer can just bring buses and completely ignore them orders wise, right? They want to go before your other things, um, which I think is a fine change, right? Basically, everything else in the game that's any kind of focus piece 
uh, that's supporting an army or is, you know, hard hitting your army typically needs orders in some way. And so it's one of the few things where you could just throw buses in your list with the tactician and not worry about them. And they're just tossing out names. Yeah, think, this makes total sense. Yeah, I think the onboard comms deck is going to get even better. Yeah, I, the timing is going to get awkward because I think a lot of times you wanted to like save the bus for last or second to last so that you could like pull up and let out is like the last thing you did in a turn, um, which is a little awkward with the aim timing. Um, unless the only thing you want to name token on is the bus and what's in it. Yeah. I do think this a little bit also mitigate like often like rebel list if you had like triple keys you also have like a few like heavy weapons on trooper units it's like first turn you'd throw all the aims on like your trooper units and then second turn on the wookies so now you probably just lose that first turn of aims on your troopers which is fine um like it was sort of a incidental benefit that you're just gonna lose but oh well yeah we're on cassian right people yep. would have cassian in the back and he'd just be blowing stuff away with two crits on every <laughs> shot through a sniper or you set him forward with k2 and you, you know you get lying in wait on both turns yeah, one and two with both ridiculous, of them it's ridiculous so i appreciate <laughs> that you can't do that anymore the the double bus cassian k2 is so stupid you don't yeah. even need like two buses even with one bus between teamwork it's usually like four aims on each of them at the start of every turn and then K2 does calculate because he can. <laughs> He's got like five or six. Um, yeah. So I appreciate that. If you're going to do that, now you got to go with your buses. So you have to put them in danger at least. Um, yep. Right. It can't be perfect timing where you're giving Cassie and K2 all these aims and you get to go last with your buses to slingshot them in. It's probably also makes between that and the points increase to reckless driver probably makes reckless driver a little bit less popular, which I think is great because reckless driver is a horrible thing for the game. Um, but you know, you definitely, you can't have a bus sit back and give aims if they've got a reckless driver because they have to move forward. So, um, you know, it, it adds another wrinkle to that timing consideration. If you want to use it as like a gunline support bus, yeah, I really like it a lot. It makes it so, like you said, yeah. kind of choose how you're going to play it. Um, it can't just do everything. Um, you got to choose if you want to be aggressive with it or more of a support unit, which I think flavor and gameplay wise is much better. Yeah. And I think with the points increase on the um, tactician, it's not an auto take on every single bus ever. I think it's possible we see, like if you want a bus deliver wookies it's possible you don't take the tactician um just because if if you are just going to like end of turn one double move it beginning of turn two single move it and then it'll probably die you might want, want to spend 16 points to potentially get three aims at the end of a turn yeah see that Any final rebel thoughts? That was basically the list. Did I miss anything? Uh, Wesh. Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. All right, go ahead. <laughs> My bad. Uh, go, uh, go ahead, Tim. Uh, you, okay. you brought it up. Yeah, Tim. Yeah. 
I mean, he went he went back up to or I went he went up to five, gained field commander, uh, and did keep his old's um, free pivot ability, which was on like a little bit of a confusion at the at a time. But yeah, so he gets he's a field commander and an exhaust free pivot ability. So now instead of Shriv in a doubles airspeeder with a field commander, you take wedge because it's five points less. So that's just a good. <laughs> Seems real good. Five point cut to double airspeeder. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty notable that neither the airspeeders or the Wookiees had any changes, which I would say are also things are really overtuned currently. Um, so I think Rebels are still in a very good spot. <laughs> I mean, the only change to T47 Wookiees was oh, we'll give you a slightly cheaper field commander. That's the well, that's, that's, not, R2. that's the R2 went up to. Yeah. Yeah, but eh. that that list that list that I ran for SoCal is 100% illegal now. Um, I mean, all you have to do is take out one bowcaster, put it in a battle shield, and you're good. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't fit either, because the battle shield is only five points cheaper than a bowcaster, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, I forget. Okay, I obviously forget what you had. I was at exactly 800. Um, did you what did you do? Did you have a rebel officer or shriv? Yeah, I had rebel officer uh, because I couldn't afford shriv. <laughs> right, yeah. So I guess you gotta drop two bowcasters. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I which kind of changes it a lot, actually. Um I uh, I think what I I don't know. I, I made it fit. I took your list and I think I just had to drop one bowcaster to a shield. I don't know how I did it, but there might be a way to make it fit, but yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I would probably just like drop R2 for a naked rebel trooper. Person. I mean that also works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, and I guess with that, um, do you think that's an unfair change to that list? Like that list, while it plays differently than that state, um, right? You made some comments before that that list can kind of just ignore objectives and go for face the whole time. So, while it does change it, I think it's kind of a fair change. Um, at oh, least now totally. you don't have R two yeah. in the bag, also. Yeah, right. No, it's totally fair. Um, I brought the list because <laughs> I thought it was a degenerate list. And I kind of wanted to like, um, you know, demonstrate something about the red player changes. So. Oh, I I figured out how I did it. I just took one of the open offensive pushes off. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess you can yeah, do that. Because you <laughs> you just go air speeder with wedge or air and air speeder, four rebel troopers and R two, and then three wookies, one no offensive push. And if you wanted, you could take one rebel trooper off, put in a rebel officer, and take wedge off, whichever you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's still there's still ways to make it fit. Yeah. Uh, all right. I was just confused. I was just confused because I know I did it, so I was like, yeah. "What did I do?" <laughs> um, any other rebel thoughts? Rebels still seem good. Old things that were good are still good, and maybe there's some new things that are good. Yeah, I don't think much changes about um. The rebel faction at present outside of maybe bus lists are more fair well and i think you see the bus you know you were seeing the bus in like 90 percent of rebel lists now you have to be a little bit more intentional about what you want to do with it instead of just like i'm taking the bus because i'm a rebel player you know 
Yeah, I mean, I think the air speakers are just like objectively better, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm with you. I took two of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like I, th- I think that even before the bus nerfs, uh, air speeders were the objective correct choice. Um, I don't know if it's that they're like objectively better so much as they're just objectively better in the current meta, right. which is a melee slash vehicle heavy meta. A, because they're really good against vehicles, and B, because they're untouchable in melee. Um, those two things will continue to be true. So, yeah, I mean, two air spears can still slag away SATST, right, Jay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I but sure can. Do you think the ATSTs could take out those air speeders back with impacts four? Harder. It's a lot harder. Yeah. They. It's funny because, like, you know, early in the game, they clearly wanted the the t47 to be like the like i have in my picture yeah yeah it's gonna come and it's gonna spin remember when we used to spin the atsds around to try to get to the weak point and it just never worked and now they don't even have to do that they just can like naked roll four crits naturally and just like murder atsds as if they were made of paper Jay's salt on this topic makes me makes me happy. <laughs> Never seen an ATST fold so fast. We almost made it a whole episode without some Jay salt. Yeah, <laughs> I was riding real real high. I was riding high, and then Mike he just found a way to get to me. He he just found he found the way. So yep. in the I, last I, minutes, yeah. I congratulations, mean, Mike. Congratulations, I, Mike. No, no one can ever let me be too happy. It's just. <laughs> I was, I was having a good day, and here we go. I mean, Jay obviously has never played my saber tank list with his ATSTs because pew pew. <laughs> we can try. We can try it. I got to play against that Yoda Padme standby sharing saber tank nonsense this week. It'll be fun. <laughs> There's so many fun things you can do with Yoda plus Padme plus saber. Welcome Just to don't get hostage wo- exchange. Yeah, welcome to what the Republic <laughs> is now. Saber yeah, he combo. literally titled his list "Standby Sharing 2.0." Yeah, so yeah, I think it's actually probably pretty good. <laughs> it definitely is pretty good. It is. <laughs> I've been like, I've been like visualizing in my brain how to approach this problem, and I'm like, no, that's not, that's not going to work. Nope, that's not going to work either. <laughs> I, <laughs> I continue to wait for the time when I get to throw something in front of a, a saber tank with a standby ready and just throw and blast out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, and then do it again. And then do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Hit guidance and then do it again. Yeah. Yep. Take a look with that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Just be glad anyway. it doesn't have Sentinel. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. Um, that'd be so silly. It'd be fun. All right. Um, did we touch on any of the generic upgrades at all ever? Generic upgrade, maybe. I think we kind of hit them like where they were relevant to the units that usually take them. Like we talked about stims. We talked about anger with Palpatine. Um, I, we talked I, about duck and cover <laughs> with the Pathfinders. I think I might have buried Lila. Right? I think I buried Lila, but uh, smoke grenades got quite a bit better. Yeah, we should oh, actually talk yeah. about that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what, Tim, why didn't you just say like, let's talk about smoke well, grenades? Because I, I was trying to, <laughs> I, I knew there was one of them that I was forgetting that was like, oh, I before the cast, I'd like, we need to make sure I talk about this. 
but then I forgot, so I was trying to search for it while delaying. Anyway. Yeah. In Tim's defense, we're like four, four and a half hours deep on talking about yeah, this change. Yeah, we are. So. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Um, so smoke grenades, uh, they're now three points. I think they were one, I don't know, they were one or two points, whatever. But now they're a free action and they exhaust. They, um, they discard. They, do they discard? Oh. They discard. Yeah, it's one yeah. time use. Oh. Never mind. So they <laughs> three. So I didn't even know the correct thing. Three points and discard. Yeah. Well, that was anticlimactic. I actually, I actually uh, think th- these are pretty. Depending on what you're doing, these could be really good. Um, I'm like specifically if you're like doing any of the you know melee charging across the battlefield thing going on right now just like having a unit with smoke grenades that can just like lay down mobile low light cover um real good you know uh giving vader light cover excellent you know there's just there's a lot of things you can do with this um now that it doesn't cost an action it's actually kind of reasonable well they stack a few too don't they i don't think so they definitely stack on light cover i don't know if they stack on each other I have to look this up now. But like, well, depending- it would be good with low profile units. Well, it's a low profile, but also like if you show up to a table and there's tons of, like it's fairly open, but there's tons of light area train or whatever everywhere, like there's forests, then suddenly smoke grenades get even, right? Like it sort of helps hedge against weird terrain mm. possibilities. Yeah. Because um, it guarantees you can get light cover. And on top of that, you can probably get heavy cover. Mm-hmm. if you snaggle around a little bit so i think it goes a long way to like making like you know i'm gonna like spend six points to take a couple smoke grenades and you can sort of make a bad board deployment a little better i mean you can also like if you have like an atrt or like spider joy gun line and you have a couple smoke grenades behind suddenly your whole army's in heavy cover no matter where they are yeah so um just smoke gives vehicles cover too, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So like um all, all the vehicles that are like armor X. Vehicles yep. don't vehicles don't get cover front. Okay. All right. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I, had to, I had to look it up. Yeah, I don't um, I don't know. I've literally never used a smoke grenade before. Like the only the only card that's ever has put a smoke token into play is R2's three pip. Yeah. And it, it, it looks like it does not stack. So the wording is trooper units whose unit leader is at range one of a smoke token improve their cover by one. So yeah, it doesn't look like if you had two smoke tokens, you're still at range one of a smoke token. So yeah, yeah. but it does it does stack with other cover effects and with existing cover. So yeah, seems fun. Yeah, especially now, like I feel like with a lot of this stuff. Because we've been talking about bids decreasing, um, and I'm going to say this feels boring to me. But you're kind of like, well, I'm not bidding anymore, so I might as well just throw these, you know, other. Like it makes points matter less. If that makes sense. I think. Like, it's, yeah, I guess I'll spend these three points. Why not? I think it's cool and fun to be able to be like, okay, I'm at like 796, and I don't feel bad about taking an upgrade that is situationally good, and and. And there's a lot of upgrades in Legion that are situationally good and therefore don't see any play because it's just better than to bid in the past. And now I think a lot of those upgrades are like, okay, 
I wasn't going to take them before, but now it's reasonable. Um, there's, easily, that, yeah. there's easily like four upgrades that are probably going to be like one of in less in like yeah. 50% of lists or something. So. You know, it'd be interesting for bidding. What? Is if you, uh, if you lost the bid, if you got to spend your points. So not like spontaneously, you'd have to basically like build that into your original list, but you'd like, say you make a list that's like 790. And then in that list, you would also allocate 10 points to upgrades. And then if you lost the bid, you would spend those 10 points. You would get those those 10 points worth of upgrades and your yeah, opponent would get it. I'm going to take a zero point list and just allocate them as I see fit. <laughs> but then you automatically win the bid and you don't get, you don't get any to play with any units. You can't like choose oh, to lose I the see bid. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's not a right. blue or red player distinction. No. It's just the win the bid distinction. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. That I, seems overly complicated. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I think it's more interesting. It's I think it's weird, not interesting will be the word I use. <laughs> Fine. I'll just keep my ideas to myself. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> I, I think that'd be really cool for a oh now he's an event. Off or a like narrative thing but as a standard rule i don't like it I, as much i could see like a sideboard where like you um you package a list 800 and then you like cut x amount of upgrades and if you win the bid you don't get them and if you don't win the bid you do isn't that the same thing? That's the exact same thing. It's exactly no, 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 no. It's, no, it is definitely not because in your option, you got to see their list and then choose what upgrades you took, which potentially no, 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 no. no. You bring it beforehand. Yeah, you set aside oh, those. Then I, the... I miss her. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. You, yeah, you yeah. came up with the exact same idea. Okay. Well, <laughs> then I I misunderstood what you were saying. Sorry. My well, bad. Yeah. You know we're getting to the end of the podcast and we're just uh, getting hey, late you, at you night. You know what, guys? I, I got an idea. Uh, yeah. All right. I got an idea. How about we end this podcast? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, did we Transition. miss something else? No, no, I I think that was the one. We're good. Let's just go. All right. We've done this for two weeks in a row. We've I've had enough. Yeah, we. we, we I mean, we it's a it. it's a weekly podcast. Calm down. Listen, there was there was changes. Everybody either enjoy them or don't. Let's move on and uh, happy gaming. Hashtag Empire Opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. I'm, I'm Lucas. Tempo. Oh, oh no! Oh, you <laughs> losers! Got so em. close, so close. Uh, we tried. Yes. <laughs> All right, stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs>